Welcome, everybody, to Debt Talk Live. Today, we have a very special guest in Chad L. Coleman, who is starring in this upcoming season of Superman and Lois, which is premiering tonight, March 14th, on the CW Network. Chad, thank you so much for being our guest today. How is it all going? I'm living my best life, man. Very exciting time. I've been anticipating this day, and I'm glad it's here. So let's get right to it. You have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Your new movie, uh, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, just premiered at South by Southwest. Were you there for the premiere? If you were, what was that experience like, Uh, just having your film being displayed at this huge film festival? Well, it was electrifying and and, and an amazing experience. I'll never forget it. That was my first time at... uh, South by Southwest, and um, it was just phenomenal, a f- phenomenal movie. Uh, the director, Bomani J. Story, fantastic. Leia De Leon Hayes, amazing, and carrying that movie and being the lead. Uh, Denzel Whitaker's performance, spectacular, and uh, Keith Holiday and all the other kids. Uh, yeah, it was just knock, knock my socks off. It's, it's got everything. It's got the, it's it's a reimagining of the Frankenstein story through the eyes of a young black girl. Exactly, and I actually have that in my notes here. Now you play the character Donald, who is Vicara's yeah. uh, father. What can you tell us yeah. about your character Donald? Uh, he's a man suffering the loss of of his son. He loves his family, and uh, the senseless death of his son is he's grieving that loss and self medicating with. Uh, with substance and um, and trying to get himself together and hold his family together. When you were presented with the script, uh, whether the concept or you actually reading the entire script, what about it really stood out to you and, and made you really want to be a part of this project? Uh, the way he was able to uh, juggle the social political overtones with the gore and how close he was able to kind of stick to what the original Frankenstein story did and then just obviously the the real power and reimagining it not unlike uh Hamilton you know yeah. with Lin-Manuel reimagining it uh so I saw I saw the real power and force and that choice and uh and it's just a powerful piece of art that uh that doesn't let you off the hook in terms of what's going on in marginalized communities. Now, in The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, for people that don't know, is this a horror movie? Is it a thriller? Is it a drama? What it's is it? It's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. Okay. Sure. okay. A horror movie. Would you classify it more like psychological horror or a little bit of both with blood, gore, and all that good stuff? Both. Okay. Both. All right. Well, that's the blood and gore. That definitely yeah. sounds interesting. Now, you know, your, your character struggling with your son's death, uh, battling addiction. Uh, how did you get into the mindset to, you know, get into the mindset of this character and relate to him? Um, I'm, you know, uh, I've had it in my family. Um, and uh, I've seen others face certain challenges. And uh, I'm a father. And... Um, 
thought it was just accessible and a necessary challenge to show the vulnerability of an African-American man. And that, you know, it's the challenges of trying to take care of your family, but dealing with loss and not knowing how to and grieving. Um, and these are all things that are, are so far from stereotype that, you know, I applaud that. So it was a, a complex human being. Uh, and I got a few of those on my resume. So I'm not saying carbon copy. I'm just saying that I've, I've lived on the block before and, yeah. uh, and, and I have no issues with living on that block because, um, uh, we need to see the truth and the vulnerability. So now, uh, Layla, Leia plays Vicara, your daughter, uh, who is sort of like the Doctor Frankenstein of this story, if I'm yeah. correct. Um, That's right. You know, how do you view her character? She's your daughter. She's your character's daughter. How do you view Vicara? Oh, Donald co-signs his daughter thinking outside the box and uh, expressing her brilliance. He's very, he's for that, but he, he doesn't know the degree to which she's going, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, he wants her to be a free thinker and explore all of that genius inside of her. Yeah. All right. Well, tonight's the big night, the season three premiere of Superman and Lois, uh, premiering on the CW. You're joining the cast. Um, uh first off are you excited to join the cw's dc comic superhero universe big time big time this is this is just fun stuff it's you know harkens back to the young boy and loving superman and uh and you know the ties to like christopher reeves and then henry cavill and uh it's an iconic so, yeah. character. It's an iconic character without any doubt. Now, you are listed yeah. as playing Bruno Mannheim, a gang leader, uh, sort of a gang head leader. Uh, what kind of ca character are we going to see in Bruno? Uh, it, it won't read like that. Uh, there's a bit of, you know, John Gotti or a Bumpy Johnson to him. <laughs> but, but he's he's very classy and... and um, He's a father and he's a self-made man and he cares about the community and he and he cares about his his child. He he loves his wife. Uh you're gonna see a man that's very complex and layered, uh, but uh he his heart is for family and community. So that's what makes some of the complex choices he makes even that much more compelling. Now, in the characters that you play, do you like to inject uh, a little bit of your own take into the character? For example, let's take Bruno. Uh, is there any element that you injected into Bruno that was not necessarily in the script? Hmm. No, I, no this, we were, it was a meeting of the minds on this one. You know, uh, what, I, what I saw and what they saw was the same. Okay. And... Um, yeah, so uh, I, we didn't have any artistic conflicts, or I didn't need to try to impose something on it. It was all there. I was I was born to play the role, so nice. Uh, yeah, nice. we didn't have. There was never any. Um, if anything, it was it would be because I have this very rich baritone voice. You know, uh, <laughs> sometimes it's just like I'm not even trying to lay into it, but they might. You know. 
they may perceive it that way. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was just a matter of, of calibrating that tone and, you know, and laying, laying back on it. Now, uh, are we going to, I don't know if you're able to share this or not, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Are we going to be introduced to Bruno tonight or sometime as the season is progressing along? Oh, no. He, he's, 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 he's showing up in a major way right away. <laughs> so they, that... they want this season. The season is, is, you know, very much about his, uh, uh, him being a formidable foe dealing with, um, with uh, Superman and Lois and and, uh, and and John Henry Irons. So the way you described him is sort of like he's not all this bad guy, but he is going to be an antagonist to Superman and Clark Kent. That is correct. Okay. Without a question. Okay. Without a doubt. But they relate to Superman relates to him different than Clark does. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, like we said, Superman is such an iconic superhero. Uh, what was it like getting on the set with Tyler and Elizabeth, who plays, you know, Clark Kent and Superman and Lois, uh, and working together? Did you guys click right away? Was there chemistry right there? Yeah, without a doubt. Everybody's bringing their A game. Uh, wonderful chemistry. Uh, you know, he is a, a very charismatic, gracious funny guy and, uh, and Bitsy's uh, every much a spitfire and so smart and uh, and so talented so uh, they respect my game I respect theirs and uh, we liked each other's people and um, and everybody was all in bring your A game uh, glad you're here feel like you're gonna you know be a, a, a great benefit to the show yeah. welcome me in like that and uh and we all have a few mutual friends and things of that nature too so i love yeah. your hat what does it say superman's superman and lois superman and lois awesome that yeah. is a great hat uh, yeah i love it too now uh let's talk a little bit about you know your time on the walking dead you were a huge fan favorite as tyrese uh looking back now uh after all this time has passed, you were on the show during its peak viewership. We're talking about 20, 30, sometimes 40 million viewers every week. Yeah. Uh, looking back now, what kind of impact do you think that had on your career being on that show at that time? Um, I just, I believe that it was a twofold deal. Uh, you know, only two other actors have bookends of The Wire and, and The Walking Dead. So, I think it's always been the tandem of the two that, uh, you know, producers, showrunners. Between those two, they have a desire to work with me. That's cool. I would in I would include The Expanse as well, though. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Now, yeah. you were in one of the most iconic episodes, The Grove, where you and Melissa McBride have to deal with the two girls and were... Melissa's character, Carol, had to put down Lizzie. What were your feelings as an actor reading that script? And that episode was also Michael Satrazimus's directorial debut as well. So, man, yeah. there was a lot of stuff going into that episode. What were your feelings on that episode when you read that script? Well, first and foremost, incredibly excited for Magic Mike, as yeah. I called him, <laughs> and knowing this was his first time at the helm. 
and uh, all the conversations and excitement and the willingness to go to get a, a, a Airbnb hotel and stay together. And uh, so it was exciting from that standpoint. And the girls are were fantastic pros who understood what was going on <laughs> as well as we did. Yeah. Uh, and the episode was so heavy, um, you know, uh, Melissa McBride is just, you know, an incredible artist and uh, and and having the opportunity to dance with her is, is incredible. Um, the girls' parents being there and, you know, it was just an amazing experience. You know, we, we, we it was special. Uh, that episode has always stood out as like top five, you know, oh, yeah. in terms of the show. So. Uh, we knew we had uh, what Scott put on that page. You know, we knew it was incredible, and everybody just wanted to answer the call, and we did. There's a powerful moment. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's that episode where Carol, Melissa's character, reveals to you that she's the one that killed uh, your girlfriend at the yeah. prison, and That's uh, it. Tyrese forgives her. Very yeah. powerful moment. Very powerful scene between the two of you. How did you and Melissa handle that? Did you rehearse it or did just, I mean, did it just come out naturally on the first take? Well, we talked about it a lot. You know, we had a lot of time to just talk with each other and talk with the bike. And, um, and then it was go time. And once it was go time, I only did it three times. Nice. Yeah. I mean, talk- maybe twice, maybe twice. And, okay. and we just, we just went, we just went for it. Uh, you know the dynamic of that scene is very much in the in the present in the moment. Yeah, it's all the heat is already there. So, yeah. uh, you guys so nailed just it. Just being alive and you know not anticipating it and um, and uh, where there needed to be certain level of stylized because of like the cut to the close up of the hand on the gun. Yeah, you know making sure that whole that that the audience perceived that he may pick that thing up and, and take her out. Exactly. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know. It was, yeah. So calibrating that, and it happened. It just happened over two two takes. It happened, man. That's it was, beautiful. Uh, uh, yeah, it's incredible. But very heavy. Very heavy. Very heavy. Great scene. Memorable scene. Before I let you go, um, the there was a lot of uh, upset fans on in regarding Tyrese's death. They didn't think he, he got the death that he deserved. Do you agree mm-hmm. with that? Do you disagree with that? Or do you I think... disagree with that? I've always disagreed with that. I I understand and I think on, on some level it has to do with the graphic novel. You know, on some level, what people don't understand is that Daryl Dixon was not in the graphic novel. Exactly. You would have saw a different Tyrese if if that, that character hadn't been created. Mm-hmm. And in fact, readers used to say, <laughs> readers thought when I got there. He was gonna leave. That was over <laughs> for him. He said, "I just kept giving you dirty looks because I thought you was gonna take my position." I said, "What? Well, I couldn't be further from the truth." Yeah. But uh, so we fashioned a different Tyrese, and uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of the, I'd say, traditionalists have a pushback with that. Yeah. But considering what we put together, that was an homage to that man. Yeah. It to me. Is a standalone episode that if you never knew anything about Tyrese and that's the only episode you saw, you would understand the man. With the, if you could do that in one episode, 
then yeah. you're doing something right. I, I totally agree with with the hallucinations you were having as you were bleeding yes. out, bit, knew you were yeah, dying, yes. and then everybody trying to save you, and that, to save and that frustrating well, That was moment. a comedy of errors, because they couldn't carry my big ass. <laughs> <laughs> little Rick, little Rick and Glenn, <laughs> man, they fell, they fell two or three times trying to catch. And I was like, "Yeah, that's right. I've carried the weight for so long that y'all take care of me. I carried the, you know, the like moral compass of the show. And yeah, trying to be a good person in spite of the madness. Well, y'all carry my big ass. Uh, carry my ass. Yes, man, it was." Chad, this has been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for coming on here and talking about your new movie. Uh, again, the movie is called The uh, Angry Black Girl and the, and Her Monster. Superman and yeah. Lois is premiering tonight, March 14th on The CW. 8 o'clock, 7 Central. 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Make sure to check it out. Uh, thank you to Chad. Thank you to our audience, those of you who are tuning in live and those of you who will be watching this later on. On behalf of Chad L. Coleman and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Goodbye, everybody.